Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, before we do that. All right. Before we do that. Let me ask you. I want to be very positive on this show, okay? We're going to talk about the All-Star Weekend. It was incredible. Everything is positive to me, except for this. If Green Day gets invited back to do an All-Star game, I'd be shocked. I mean, what I think they have a multi-year deal with them, though. They, they do, don't they? I believe so. What in the world? I mean, they're dropping f bombs in the middle of the the show in the inside the arena. Don't they? I mean, there's kids all over the place dropping f bombs left and right. And then what the heck happened outside? Okay, I brought my. I obviously was not inside the arena for the game. Didn't have tickets, but I was outside. I brought my wife and kids down to see Green Day, knowing somewhat what I was getting into. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, okay. Here was the okay, deal Green outside. Day. For those who don't know, great band. They've been around since what the mid nineties. Earlier than that, I think. You know, yeah. I mean, I was in college ninety three. So yeah, I mean, they were they were yeah. rocking pretty good during during my college years. Rock so, and roll yeah. Hall of Famers. Yeah, been around great forever. Band. Yeah, great band. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh well, no. I mean, what happened? I mean, basically, they some of this was the made-for-TV thing. And I will say this: there, there were I heard two criticisms of the out of the show outside. We're gonna we're gonna leave the cussing alone. As far as I'm concerned, on that, it happens. The, the NHL should have known what they were getting into with that. It's not like there's not a body of work you can look at. I'm a little surprised. I mean, they seem. I know that they they rock hard, but I mean, I'm a little surprised. I mean, that they were that edgy anyway. Yeah, I was a little bit. The outside thing, I think part of the problem was uh, managing of expectations. I think a lot of people showed up in downtown St. Louis expecting a concert. Maybe not a full-length concert, but at least like maybe an hour or something like that. And what they got was what we in the media have seen maybe a few more times, and so we were more prepared. They got a made-for-TV event. Which was basically, if you watched it on the game last night, you saw Green Day play a song outside, then you saw fireworks over the arch, then you cut to Green Day walking through the bowels of the Enterprise Center, high-fiving everybody, and then walk into the arena to play the inside show. The way it really happened was the outdoor stuff happened like two hours earlier with the fireworks, and they came out, they played two songs, got the crowd going, did their thing, and then they went off stage. And that was, and then you had the fireworks, uh, and which that I was saw. Too- by the way, I was coming over the river. I uh-huh. was doing a basketball game at Indiana State yesterday, so I was actually coming into St. Louis as the fireworks going off. I looked over, and I'm like, "What? Their fireworks going off in the middle of down? Oh, that's and it was cool. Okay, like, it, it, that's cool. I, I got it. The the TV event, I got. Uh, so they did their bit. Then they did come back out, and they played another song or two. Uh, I can't remember. I lost. I wasn't really counting, but it was about what I expected. I figured, sort of like a Super Bowl halftime. Yes, and, but shorter. And now, the, so, okay. so the two criticisms were number one that they didn't play very long. They were late. Well, were they late? It start. I don't know what time NBC had them scheduled to start. Okay. Now, gotcha. now they told me. You know, people were told, "Hey, they're going to play it for the, the concert downtown is at five o'clock." Now, I don't know about you. I've been to a lot of concerts in my life. When is the last time you looked at a ticket stub from a concert 
Walked into the concert. It said seven o'clock, and the band came on at seven o'clock. Where is this band? I mean, that never happens. And we and we're you know we're in media. NBC was doing a big multifaceted. We're going to have this outdoor thing, and we're going to cue the fireworks, and we're going to do all this stuff. There were a lot of moving parts there. You're definitely helping me here because I was getting complaints from friends and Twitter followers that this is ridiculous, that they're late, that, you know, it's cold out here, and, you know, I've been waiting I, here forever, and they're going to come out and play three songs? You're saying there was a fourth. It was cold, and I, I may be miscounting. I can't okay. remember. It was cold. Yeah. Uh, do I... The the short set I expected. My biggest complaint was that they didn't... They only played one, you know, of their big hits, and really not one of their good old big hits outside. They played all the, all the stuff that you know from the greatest hits albums of Green Day and the stuff that we've been hearing for years and years, they played inside during the game on the national broadcast. If the, now, I know NBC wanted live outside their song that's associated with their NHL coverage. Got Fine. Yes. That's cool. Right. Come out, play it, use that. But for the rest of the time you're outside... Throw us a bone and play some of the good stuff. I mean, I don't need to hear your latest single release <laughs> that is not a bad tune. But, you know, give me Holiday. Give me Boulevard of Broken Drink. Give, yeah, give me something. American Idiot. You know, give me that if I'm going to stand outside in the cold to watch you play. That was my biggest complaint. Uh, the other stuff, eh, you know, maybe I'm being too forgiving, but I've been a Green Day fan for a long time, and I like the band, so that's kind of where this is a is. good review. See, I could have <laughs> gone on the air and just ripped them and and hammered them, but I I like to go to people who are there. I want facts, right, James? I mean, I go for facts only, and you were there. Yeah, and it was, you know, I could see what my son was disappointed. Okay. I'll tell you that. My 14-year-old son, who also likes them, he was disappointed because he and I didn't really talk about managing expectations. He thought they were going to play longer, and he was mad about that. Yeah. So that was that was probably the biggest thing. And, yeah, you know, it's 5 in the afternoon, 5.30 in the afternoon. Could they have done, could they have done two or three more songs since they had, like, 10,000 people standing out in the cold? I would say I would argue yes. Did you go to OAR the day before? I did not. I heard did they it? played they, – they rocked it pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't get to make that one. But And as far – I mean, Green, gonna, Green Day is a uh, headliner. Yeah. That's what everyone was excited about. OAR is a great band, but uh, Green Day was there. I think you're right. I think this is about managing expectations. And and, uh, and the NHL, you know, people who want to complain about the f bombs. All right, <laughs> like I said, have you ever sat NHL, in the crowd? I mean, all you have to do <laughs> go back and find old Grammy performances. I'm not even talking about like just their regular live show. Go back, find old performances that they've done that have been televised. And they kind of do what they do, and that's. I'm it. just surprised. Like I really am surprised. Like it, it's supposed to be a mainstream event, and that they just come out and just you yeah, know give it to I, them. But you know, but it's like it's who they are, and I <laughs> yeah, mean, like the NHL doesn't you. want that. It's like, come on, guys, you know, do a little bit of research. Send the intern in Toronto downstairs to look at YouTube for a couple of hours before you sign a multi-year contract with this band. I don't have a problem with it. I think I think in Canada they did in Canada they didn't beep it all out. Like NBC was muting out the audio every other thing. I I saw on Twitter in Canada they just let it roll. <laughs> so it maybe they're just a little less uptight than we are north of the border. George sells. <laughs> this is exactly what I needed. I needed to get this out of my system before we start the show, and I just wanted to hear it from the source. And, and for you the were Central there. Division, it was a boulevard of broken dreams. Oh man, it was. But you know what? No one will remember that. I know. But didn't you want the? Bl- 
didn't you want the Blues players to play well? I yeah, mean, they kind of did. One they more stood on his head. Yeah. But, I mean, they just they, they got their butts kicked. One more thing before we start the show. Yes, I I will admit that going into this, the NHL All Star Weekend, the All Star Weekend was something I always wanted to attend. The All Star Game was something that I never really was that interested in watching because it was players just kind of skating around shooting at goalies that were unprotected. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, the defensemen have an awful day. It's just basically. You know, target practice, and I did enjoy it. I expected there to be a lot of goals. It was cool to see the best players in the world all on the ice together, and that that was really great. And I just sort of brushed aside the fact that they're just scoring at will. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. I I talked to Joey Vitale about this earlier this morning about the format. Did you have him on this morning? Yeah, I had him on this morning. That's cool. What did you think of the format? Because I. Personally, I don't care for it. Give me the tournament. Yeah, give yeah. Me, give me Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. Put the best guys That's out there all and I have want. a hockey game. I, I agree exactly, I mean, and, and I totally get because my daughter wanted one of those All Star jerseys. I totally get the the marketing aspect of it, but have the players wear their uniform. Okay. Yeah. The home team wears white. Right. I switched from from the the stuff they do in the NHL. I don't like the the solids being white. I like the whites being the homes. Have yeah. the home team, which is the Western Conference, wear white, but they wear their logo, yeah. and then everyone else wears their color. You can tell each other apart yeah. if if one side's wearing all white, and let the East play the West, and let's roll. And you don't have to put something on the line. Maybe a little money yeah, as well, an incentive. That's what they do. I mean, that's that works. I mean, or, or bragging rights. Four, you can even make it four on four if you want to speed the game up a little bit. But that this, would be this that was, would be. I mean, this it was kind of a carnival show. I mean, <laughs> let's uh, let's have a hockey. Let's let's at least have some hope that somebody who has a D next to his name on the score chart. You know, and I'm not talking about some guy named Dimitri. I'm talking about a defenseman uh-huh. might actually. I don't know, say, defend a little. I mean, I'm not asking them to throw their body in front of shots. I mean, I get it. It's an exhibition. Don't want to get hurt. But can we just play a freaking hockey game? I mean, and and the (laughs) tournament. It's. I mean, just reading the news story this morning about the game and trying to, in you know, succinctly in 20 seconds, explain, well, the Pacific Division beat the Central Division that the Blues guys were on, and then they won against the Atlantic Division, and that was the All-Star game, but it was really the All-Star games. I summed it up for you in the sports cast. I you know didn't you, have did, to do you that. did it very nicely, but it's still a pain. <laughs> and they could have just played a hockey game and had a game. See, that's the thing. I totally ignore it, although I did report it. Tomas Hurdle had four goals in the game against Central and Division. No passes, amazingly. Right, 10-5, to five, and all that stuff happened. But I, I, I don't even pay attention, really, to the actual game competition. I'm just looking at who's there, what's the crowd like, are people happy, uh, with the alumni soaking it in, St. Louis, the impact on the weekend and the NHL and the game of hockey moving forward, and St. Louis playing a role in that. That's all, all I cared about. And it was a great, it was a great. The game, game itself was basically like something to do while you're drinking beer and and talk to your buddies and yeah. and, and be in the building. It was yeah. it was nice to watch some great play. Oh, by the way, here are the best players in the world skating around on the ice below us. That's pretty cool. Anyway, so isn't this awesome? And uh, how's your family? You know, it was, it was a big social <laughs> event, True. and it was awesome. I had a friend. Uh, Adam Tage flew in from San Diego with his kids 
just to go to this because he told them we we're going to go back to my hometown and I'm going to take you to the All Star game and they did that. They also spent a lot of money on tickets, but anyway, yeah, the, I know. see that's the and thing. my beer and my beer was eleven dollars, but anyway, I don't know if I could have gotten myself to pay that much for tickets. But it was, I mean, it was, it was, it looked like it was a ball. It was I would a, love to have gone. I had an amazing time. We're going to get into the show now. George sells. You're terrific. Thank you for the review, especially <laughs> on Green Day because I had some very serious questions I needed answered and I went straight to the source. Glad to be of service, sir. Wearing his Stanley Cup champion. Had George Sells and, uh, and an L O and a national champions LSU. He's <laughs> he's got it going now on KMOX. It's time for the show. Welcome to the Munkinass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch, a swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner. He scores. Now sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice KMOX. To introduce your St. Louis Blues All-Stars, please welcome a young lady who helped inspire the St. Louis Blues to their very first Stanley Cup, Layla Anderson. What a performance by Layla Anderson. We need to hire her. I've been saying that for a while. We need our people to talk to her people and try to figure this out. She is phenomenal. What a great introduction of the Blues players and a raucous crowd inside Enterprise Center. As you've heard by now, the Central Division led by the Blues. Jordan Bennington, Ryan O'Reilly, Alex Petrangelo, David Perron, Coach Craig Berube came up short in the semifinal. They lost uh, to the Pacific by a final of 10 to 5 and then the Pacific went on to beat the Atlantic 5 to 4 to win the All-Star game but nobody remembers any of that what they remember is the experience and let's go straight to the players themselves here they are downstairs 
after the All-Star game, the Blues themselves, what an experience. The first question for the captain. Alex, um, as far as the starting lineup, did you just leave it to Chief to know that he was going to make the right decision, or did you guys have to say anything to him? He better have picked. I mean, he asked me before the game. I was like, you really have one job is to start us, so don't mess it up. So glad he got that one right. Except played us against McDavid, so yeah, it wasn't ideal. For any or all of you guys, what was it like, uh, you know, playing this game here in your hockey hometown? That's a good question, JT. Uh, <laughs> It's it's great. Um, it was a tough outcome, obviously, uh, but it, it's a lot of fun being in front of our home fans and uh, seeing that elite talent and uh, players from all different teams just hopping on the ice and being able to connect with each other. And um, you know, it was yeah, it's not the result we wanted, but uh, it was it was fun to be out there and fun to hear the towel man uh, making some noise up there. Um, and I think the boys had fun, and it was overall a fun weekend. And uh, now it's uh, about time to get back to business. Anybody else? Um, yeah, it was great. I think um, yeah, it was a lot of fun just being seeing the crowd and how excited they were. Um, yeah, again, would have been nice to win for them and give them some more to cheer about. But uh, yeah, the re- reception from everyone was outstanding. It was uh, yeah, it was electric. It was uh, really cool to be a part of. Right side, second round, and just specifically, could you take me through the intros and just being introduced by Layla, what that moment was like for you guys, you know, having her do it, coming out in front of the crowd? Yeah, I mean, she was uh, she was really good, too. She had good voice and pretty loud, and uh, she had fun doing it, so it certainly was special uh, <coughs> for all four of us. I think for me and Ben, her first time to be uh, at this game, uh, it was a special weekend, and uh, she did a really good job. Front row, front row. Uh, David, your goal tonight, and it seemed like your coach was really thrilled for you. Can you describe it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it was nice to score for sure because the game was here. And, um, yeah, uh, we were down, I think, 3 4 nothing early. So I think we increased the intensity a little bit uh, sooner than maybe we expected. But that's what we saw from the other game, too, watching in the room, just um, how it started and how it finished. It was, it's like a different game. So uh, it was good to score. For for any and all, just what has this last year been like going from where you guys were in January to winning the Cup and now hosting this weekend? Yeah, we've been asked that question a lot. But uh, You got it. Yeah. He's over it. It's a pretty good story. I mean, you look at what the team did. They, you know, we renovate our rink. We build a practice rink. We have a tough start. All of a sudden, we go to the finals and we win. I mean, it's just been one heck of a story for the city. I mean, uh Put a lot of time and effort. A lot of people have really been working at this for a long time to put this organization where it is right now. So this seems to really be um, a point that we can really be proud of. I mean, we've hosted some big stuff, you know, Winter Classic, World Series, all that stuff, and the city always does a good job. So you got to be proud of, you know, not just the city, but people in this organization that have really taken a lot of time and effort to make sure this thing runs smoothly. Left side, second row. Question for uh, Ryan. It's been your uh, third time uh, at the All-Star Game. Did you see? Uh, did you see an evolution on that three-on-three format uh, since the you know the five uh, last years? Um, yeah, like I think it's you know they they do a good job compared to what you used to. Kind of three-on-three, uh, you can't really hide out there. You got to at least somewhat try, or you get embarrassed. So it's um, I think they do a good job. You know, it's my like I said my third one, and it's always this has probably been the most fun just being in. 
the home area and home home city. But um, yeah, I think uh, you know I think they do a good job the three on three, and it's, it's you know I think it's fun for for people. For for any of you guys, how did Chief take the loss? We didn't see him after the game, so he must be pretty pissed off. We'll, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. It seemed like the fans were rooting for you so hard, they even cheered for Patrick Kane. Just kind of wonder what that moment was like for those you guys. Are, those are boos. Yeah. They got, cheers. They got confused at it for a second. <laughs> it would have been fun, right? Benner said it would have been fun to, uh, to have won, but... Again, I think for me, just being in front of the crowd with these guys, it's pretty cool, right? It's pretty special, again, after everything, and uh, pretty fun to put on a show for our home crowd. I mean, like, we had good fans. I mean, put on a show this weekend. Everybody saw that. We'll do a few more back left. Yeah, and uh, Jordan, you know, last night with the save streak, you know, with the fans cheering you on, and even tonight, you know, with every single save you made, fans were just going absolutely nuts. What's that atmosphere and what's that moment like to have the fans behind you just cheering you on every single time? Uh, yeah, it goes a long way. They uh, they support us. Uh, I think they understand the game and um, they know it's not always going to be perfect and uh, they respect uh, if you put in the work and we, we play hard together and um, continue to build. Uh, it, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun playing here and um, just being around the city and um, you know, being in public. Everyone's pretty good and uh, I think everyone here enjoys it, and the atmosphere is, it goes a long way in the regular season and playoffs and uh, for home ice advantage. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun playing here. Back right. Jordan, before the game, I saw you talking with Jenna Fisher. Can you just take me through that conversation and how cool that was for you? Yeah, that was really cool. That was my first time meeting her. Um, you know, she's so talented and so funny, and uh, I saw a video she made last year in the playoffs, um, so I was talking to her a little bit about that and uh just getting to know her and um you know she's uh she's a talented person and it's great to meet successful people like that uh, anytime you can ryan you're on last question ryan you're on the road tomorrow how about the stretch drive and how do you see this team moving forward here um yeah and i think uh, you know our goal is to be playing our best hockey going into playoffs you know there's still a lot of work left and yeah we just have to keep taking it one game at a time you know coming out of the break uh you know it's going to be very important just to we have two back-to-backs coming up. Um, it's going to be important to just take take each by stride, little details, those little things, and and build our game from there. But um, yeah, I think it's yeah the goal is to play our best hockey going into the playoffs. Great stuff right there, Ryan O'Reilly, Alex Petrangelo, David Perron, Jordan Bennington meeting with the media last night after the All Star Game in St. Louis. The All Star Weekend continues, by the way. A lot of things going on in the city today, so the fanfare continues at Union Station. You can go to stlouisblues.com to see all of the things that you can check out in the hours of those events. But a lot of fans still in town, and we'll be checking out Union Station today. That is well worth checking out at the Dome at America's Center, you have the St. Louis Auto Show happening right now. And Chris Blair from Worldwide Technology Raceway is featuring an NHL All-Star labeled car, logoed car. There's a lot going on over there. Graham Rahal is over there. He's a huge hockey fan, a lot of uh, NHL and IndyCar connections. So we're going to hear from Chris Blair. You'll also hear, this is a celebration of St. Louis today, Carolyn Kendall Betts. One of the owners of the new MLS franchise and a roundtable that I conducted with um, Carolyn, 
with Chris Zimmerman, the CEO of the St. Louis Blues, and Bill DeWitt Jr., the chairman of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's coming up next hour as well. And there's another thing happening down in the city, and that is the Billikens. They play at 2 o'clock today against Fordham at Chaffetz Arena. Make sure you check that out. We have a lot coming up. TJ Oshie, Matthew Kachuk, Al McInnes will get their thoughts on what's happened over the weekend. Jamal Mayers on a very important documentary and very entertaining, by the way, about Willie O'Ree, the first black player in the NHL. Jamal played here in St. Louis and then won a cup with the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll excuse him for that. But he's a great guy, and I'll visit with Jamal in just a bit. Darren Pang, Kim Davis of the NHL, also to talk about diversity and inclusion, and much, much more, including some words from Commissioner Gary Bettman. I'm Tom Ackerman. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. What a weekend. What a celebration of St. Louis. NHL All-Star Weekend continues right after this. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman coming to you from Ferguson at the Boys and Girls Club where we just watched a screening of Willie about Willie O'Ree, the first black player in the NHL and a Hockey Hall of Famer. And I'm joined by former NHL or former Blue and a Stanley Cup champion, and that would be Jamal Mayers. And, wow, I mean, what a tremendous afternoon it's been with all of you here. And you're here with the commissioner, Gary Bettman, and many others from the NHL. It's great to see you. And what did we witness here today? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, we witnessed a, a remarkable story, uh, Willie O'Ree's story, and how you know his journey through playing and his, you know, the fact that he got inducted into the NHL, into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, you know, just seeing his life and his legacy that he's that he's been leaving leaving a mark on the hockey community and including, you know, working for the NHL and diversity task force and you know, really spreading the message of inclusion and acceptance for every every kid to play the game. And so a real powerful movie and, and exciting uh, end to it when he does get inducted, but uh, well-deserved honor and uh, actually made sure I was there for that uh, a couple years ago. You know, one of the things you said in the panel is that you said there's no bitterness in him and that everything that he does with kids is authentic. Yes. And he continues to work for the NHL and with kids. And, it, and it, I know has inspired you and many others at his age to continue to, to grow this game. Yeah, his graciousness for me is the thing that has stood out since I've known him for the last 15 years. There is absolutely no bitterness. He's uh, the happiest guy in the room. Uh, his energy is infectious. Uh, his passion for the game comes through in an authentic way. And I think that, as you know, you can't you can't fake it with kids. Uh, he certainly uh, loves being around the kids and has given back so much. Um, and it comes through in the film. Where are we in the game today? Now, I know that it's an exciting game. We can open it up to so many people. And that game, as you also said today, will continue to show its beauty, its speed, and everything else. But to, to be able to show it to everybody is a continued effort. Yeah, I think there's two components to it. I think, obviously, you have the fandom piece where you're trying to grow the interest and, and, and generate fans and generate more people of color that are interested in the game and feel uh, that they're a part of the game. And then there's the piece where you're growing uh, the participation and, and 
players playing the game. And I think for the participation piece, you're going to have to, uh, kids are going to have to see themselves to, to try to emulate those players. So the more we can highlight uh, those players, the more we can better uh, show and tell their stories, the more kids are going to see themselves in those players and want to do the same thing. Uh, I can remember growing up, being a fan, and searching out guys like Tony McKegney, Grant Fuhr, Claude Vilgrain, uh, and others to, to try to want to be like them. And so uh, I think it's important that young people see that. Um, on the other side of things, I think as demographics shift along, around the U.S., um, teams, I think, have to be more aware and cognizant that in order to grow, the opportunities are going to be in the black and Hispanic communities. Um, that's just a reality can't wait for people to see this documentary and to learn more about it. Willie is the name of it. It's about Willie O'Ree, and it's part of a greater movement to continue diversity, not only in the NHL and in hockey, but in sports in general. Thank you for being part of it, Jamal Mayers. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to Jamal Mayers. I covered him as a player, and it's been a lot of fun to get to know him through the years. The NHL wants everyone to feel Welcome and comfortable inside their buildings like Enterprise Center, the home of the St. Louis Blues, and behind that effort and working very closely with Mr. O'Ree is NHL Executive Vice President Kim Davis. We are so excited to have had the opportunity to show this film here in this market um, at this very important location because I think it really illustrates the long commitment that the NHL and the Blues have to ensuring that every kid in every community feels like the sport of hockey is for them and what better way to tell that story than for people to witness it through the Willie O'Ree story. You were on a panel with our own Mike Claiborne. We had the commissioner Gary Bettman up there. We also heard from Blues chairman and governor Tom Stillman and former NHLer Jamal Mayers and one of the things you set up on stage was that inclusion is a year-round sport. We we have to understand that the, the, the word that I like to use is being intentional. As we look to engage new audiences and new meaning those that have not formally felt like they may be part of this sport, we have to do that as a part of our year-round efforts in every aspect of our sport, from how we make people feel in the stadium to how we look at participation at the youth level throughout and up and down the ecosystem. People believe that they are part of something when they see themselves. And so that is what we mean when we talk about inclusion being a year-round sport. What have the Blues done? in your mind to step forward and be a real driver in that area? One of the things that I'm really excited about with the Blues is their commitment to growing the girls game. Uh, with the new sheets of ice um, at the uh, Centene uh, skating rink, they have doubled up on their efforts to ensure that girls' uh, participation in the sport grows. Um, as Chris Zimmerman has said, he sees St. Louis really being the centerpiece of girls' hockey, not only in the region and the country, but across the globe. And so a year ago, there were only six clubs in the NHL of the 31 clubs that had girls-only programs. Because of our intentional focus now on girls' hockey, we now have 24 girls-only programs across the 31 clubs, and St. Louis is the centerpiece of that. Willie O'Ree has been described as the Jackie Robinson of hockey. How blessed are we to be able to be around him now? Now, he was not here today because he's under the weather, 
I know he would want to be, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, the energy that Willie O'Ree has is amazing. I've had the opportunity in the two years that I've been here to get to know he and his family very, very well. And I've personally traveled with Willie to probably 20 markets over the past two years. And he never complains. He uh, He's on from the time he hits the market until the time that he leaves. He loves talking to boys and girls and families, signing autographs, and he is indeed a young 84-year-old. Please give him our best, and what a, a great time spent with all of you. And I, I feel like this is just the beginning. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you so much. That is Kim Davis, Executive Vice President for the NHL. She does a terrific job. Kim is the Vice President of Social Impact Growth Initiatives and Legislative Affairs. And they're very proud of this. Now, this is part of NHL Black Hockey History Tour as part of Black History Month in celebration of that for a second season. This celebration is part of Hockey is for Everyone. That is a joint NHL and NHLPA initiative that has celebrated diversity and inclusion in hockey since 1996. That's when the NHL went and got Willie O'Ree found him living in San Diego. In fact, as the documentary shows, this was before Google. So they were trying to figure out where he was, and they reached out to the FBI uh, to track him down. One of the uh, men who worked for the NHL was friends with a member of the FBI and said, hey, can you track down Willie O'Ree for me? And they found him living in San Diego, reached out to him, and the first black player in the NHL who was managing a jack-in-the-box and then he was working in security at the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego. They said, what would it take for you to come work for us? And he said, well, I need to give the hotel two weeks notice. And he did that. And he became part of the NHL and now is a huge part of hockey history. And he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame a couple of years ago as a builder. It is a beautiful story. I hope you get to see the documentary, Willie. And by the way, uh, you can see the mobile unit, the Black History Month hockey truck uh, is on display. And today you can see it at the Missouri History Museum starting at just opened at 10 o'clock. It'll be there from 10 to 5 today. The Missouri History Museum, if you don't know, is located in Forest Park, 5595 Grand Drive in Forest Park from 10 to 5 today. I strongly encourage you to stop by and say hello to the NHL Black Hockey History Tour. Our thanks to Kim Davis and Jamal Mayers for joining us. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning continues as we celebrate St. Louis, the NHL All-Star Weekend, and so many things tied into it. The Cardinals, the Blues, the MLS franchise. The Billikens are playing today at 2 o'clock at Chaffetz Arena against Fordham, and I know a lot of people who are still in town will be dropping by to see some hoops the st louis auto show down at the convention center at the dome at america's center are is underway and they have chris blair the general manager of worldwide technology raceway joining us to talk about the nhl all-star indy car that they have on display there he'll be on next hour that and more lots of good stuff here sports on a sunday morning on kmox continues after this Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you, Sports on a Sunday morning. Let's continue our coverage of All-Star Weekend. Amy Mark scores alongside a Hall of Famer, Al McInnes. St. Louis was not always known as a big, sexy city for hockey, but now you have the Winter Classic, the Stanley Cup champions, and the All-Star game. How 
much does that cachet help the state of hockey in St. Louis? Well, I think uh, anytime you bring uh, you know uh, events like you just mentioned into the city, you know it's such a plus for for everybody involved. It's a plus for the St. Louis Blues. It's a plus for the fans, the hockey fans that come in and spend time in St. Louis. And I'll even go back. Uh, I think it was uh, 07 when we hosted the Frozen Four. I mean. We set a record for attendance uh, for the Frozen Four back then. And so anytime there's a, an event that comes to St. Louis, whether it's uh, hockey or non-hockey related, um, I think the, the, the sports commission and the people and the sports fans in St. Louis go above and beyond. And, and again, another non event uh, the PGA was just incredible so you know any of these events uh, and I'm not surprised how they turn out. Do you have any fond memories from your all-star game in 1988 here in St. Louis? Actually it was more of a nightmare <laughs> I think honestly I, 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 I might have been about a minus five. Uh, defense and goalies really don't have fun nights out there we do just because we know you know there's a lot of odd man rushes and if I'm not mistaken Mario I think scored five that night and uh, uh, my Calgary partner and I were in the All-Star game, and they paired us up together. And uh, we had a tough night, that, including the winning goal, where uh, Mario Deke bowled of us into the net, and, uh, and it finally ended the, the nightmare. But it was, it was a tough night, but we still had a lot of fun on the weekend. Really good stuff there. Al McInnes, how about in the skills competition, when he came out with a wooden stick and then fired a shot. Brett Hall fired a shot as well from an elevated platform. He was a little off the mark there, but Holly, uh, just great to see him. And how special with Red Berenson making an appearance at 80 years young. And we're going to hear from Darren Pang about the alumni game and about the Blues moving forward. That'll be next hour. And I also really just was blown away by how I felt when Wayne Gretzky got up at the start of the fastest skater competition, grabbed a microphone, welcomed everybody to the skills competition, and said, welcome to St. Louis, one of the greatest cities in the world. That just made you feel like this city has changed. And it's changed over the last few years. Definitely the Stanley Cup gave it a boost, but the city is in a renaissance. And there's just when statements are made like that by the Babe Ruth of hockey, one of the greatest players in the history of sports, that will resonate for years. All it takes sometimes is one statement like that in front of the world, and it makes you start to change your feeling about your own place. And we live in a very special city. There's not really, there aren't many places like ours. Sometimes it's hard to explain St. Louis to people from the outside, but I think we need to do a better job of explaining St. Louis to each other. I think a lot of people on the outside look at St. Louis in a greater light than we look at it ourselves. And sometimes it takes number 99, the great one, to stand up there and for all of us to look at each other and say, yeah, you know what? We do live in one of the greatest cities in the world. And sometimes I will stand here in St. Louis and we broadcast from the city right here and I'll say, you know, there's no place in the world I would rather be than right here, right at this moment. And last night and Friday and all there were so many of those moments over the weekend where you said that very thing. This is where I want to be. That was very special. And thanks to Wayne Gretzky for making St. Louis his home part-time. He is here quite often during the year. He'll just drop into a skate somewhere and watch hockey players, watch some youth hockey. He'll drop into Enterprise Center and watch the Blues. He'll show up behind home plate watching the Cardinals every so often. 
really cool to have a, a great citizen like that. We'll be back with more. It's sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Many people celebrated in the All-Star Game last night at Enterprise Center, and one of those who received a thunderous ovation. One of the most popular St. Louis Blues during his time here. In fact, I'd go so far as to say while he was playing for the Blues, he was the most popular player. He now plays for the Washington Capitals. He's a Stanley Cup champion himself, T.J. Oshie. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a pretty cool story. It's something that I'm going to... You know, enjoy telling the, the kids and grandkids and uh, down the road. Um, but I think the the coolest part for me was just the the cheers from the fans when my name was called a couple times there. Um, you know, I, I I enjoyed playing here. Um, I still I love playing playing in DC though. But uh, it uh, I had some some good good experiences here. Um, you know, some heartbreaks, some pretty good teams we played on, and so. Uh, you know, just to, to get back here and um, it's just a little, you know, kind of crazy that my first All-Star game ended up being in St. Louis. So it was a great weekend. It was fun. Uh, the fans were awesome as always. And he had some very special people along with him. His father, Tim, is battling Alzheimer's. Yeah, it's just it's just a little difficult for him to for him to travel. So um, no, I don't, I don't want to get into too, too many details, but this... Uh, there's certain uh, milestones I think that I've made in my career that I want him to be a part of. Um, if if he's able to make it, and this this was one of them, he he came to St. Louis quite a bit when I played, and uh, he has a lot of friends here, a lot of people that treated him very well or really good as well. So uh, this was something that I didn't want him to miss. T.J. Oshie, after the game yesterday, the All-Star game here in St. Louis, and the Washington Capitol has had uh, some time, hasn't he? being back here. How about Matthew and Brady Kachuk playing together last night, or playing against each other last night? That hasn't happened uh, in quite a while. Only a few brother uh, pairs have played in this game. Kachuk has a lot of history with his brother around the hockey rink. The story is like a legendary story within the, within the wives' room there. The security guys still tell it all the time. Yeah, I guess I hit him, and uh, he, hit the, he hit his forehead. It was after a blues win. He hit his forehead on the couch. This is Matthew talking about Brady. And then my dad came out before we were leaving. He goes, come with me, brought him back into the uh, into the dressing room, and then Ray Borelli stitched him up, or one of the trainers gave him stitches or taped him up or did something, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's a legendary story. I guess that uh, nobody's gonna forget. I'd like to forget it, but everyone everyone always brings it up. Yeah, those kids fought. Matthew and Brady, they were together. How proud must have his parents been? When Keith Kachuk just absolutely beaming to see his boys out there playing in the All Star Game. Both of them who grew up here in St. Louis after Keith. Uh, decided to stay in St. Louis following his playing career with the St. Louis Blues. Just an awesome weekend all around. Another hour to go as we recap All-Star Weekend and everything that goes into it. We'll fan out to other sports as well. IndyCar, Cardinal Baseball, MLS, and much more all impacted by All-Star Weekend here with the NHL in town. I'm Tom Ackerman, back after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.